In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. This is Live La Bella Vita with your host, Don Catherine. If you're looking to know all the latest beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. Do you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense? This is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita on Toginet with Dawn Catherine. If you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes from the vine to the bottle, if you love Italian food and want to learn Nana's recipes, you enjoy travel and want to know the best luxury destinations and resorts, love spending time with La Familia, does your business or passion allow you to live La Bella Vita? Let's find out. All that and a little more with an Italian flair. This is Live La Bella Vita on Toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Don Catherine. And welcome, Benubito. This is Don Catherine. This is La Bella Vita Show. Welcome. I hope that you have all poured yourself a glass of wine and are ready for another great edition of the La Bella Vita Show. If you're listening to us on the podcast via iTunes, welcome. And for those of you who may be listening live, you can download a podcast of the show on iTunes. All you have to do is put in a search for La Bella Vita and look under podcast, and you can subscribe for free. So go ahead and do that and tell your friends to do it too because we always have fun on our show. So Tonight's show, we have a great guest. Her name is Dr. Tina Messina. She is a PhD. She's the author of 12 relationship books. She's amazing. She has a blog. She's been in private practice for marriage counseling and couples counseling and individual counseling for almost about 30 years. She is the author of a lot of great books, um, one being The Unofficial Guide to Dating Again, 10 Smartest Decisions a Woman Can Make Before She's 40, and we're going to be talking about her latest book um, tonight, and we'll get into that once she's on the air. So we're excited to have her on, because tonight is all about relationships and men, money, kids, all of that good stuff, all the things that cause problems in marriages. So we're going to discuss that, and you know, they can relate to just relationships as well. You don't certainly have to be married to have those kinds of problems. And uh, so she'll be coming on and joining us in the next segment, so we are very excited to have her. So last week I missed the show. I was sick, unfortunately. I wasn't feeling well. And uh, I had some sort of flu bug thing going on, and it just was not fun. And so I was unable to do the show, so I missed everybody, including my producer, Anna, who is always so wonderful to me. And... uh, so I missed everybody, but I'm back. Uh, the plus side of being sick with this flu-like crap was that I lost like five pounds and got into like my next size of jeans down, which is always like for a woman like the best thing since, you know, cherry pie. Um, so although I sucked being sick, the weight loss benefits were stupendous, although I don't recommend that that's the way you lose the five pounds you need to get into your skinny pair of jeans, but anyways, I'll take it. Uh, so, so much going on this week, uh, last couple of weeks, actually, 
in the world of news, and you know what? I just have to say that it's way too freaking depressing. The news, I, I just can't even take it. Between Penn State scandal and the economy and all that stuff, it's just very depressing. So we're going to talk about fun stuff. And fun to me is talking about art because if you know me, you know that I studied art history in college and humanities with an emphasis on the Italian Renaissance. So it was like candy cane to Christmas when I saw that they found and authenticated a new painting by none other than one of my favorite artists of all time, Leonardo da Vinci. Um, They found this painting, they have authenticated it, and it is now worth hundreds of millions of dollars and is now on display in a new showing at the London Gallery. And this Leonardo show that they are having is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. The Leonardos that they have have never been in collection at one time, ever, and probably will never happen again in our lifetime. It is only going to happen in London, so if you are a Leonardo fan like myself, you should try to make your way to London to go see the show. And I am going to try to get there before it closes myself because I am a maniac about all things Da Vinci, and to me, it's the best thing that could ever happen. I just cannot imagine being around all those paintings. It's a very exciting thing for those of us who love art as much as I do. So Leonardo, amazing that they found this work. And uh, the reason why this is really exciting news is because they have decided, historians out there, that they think that there might be five other Leonardo da Vinci paintings that are in private collections that have not been authenticated. The problem is is that he was such a great master and he taught his students very well, and so well that sometimes they can't distinguish between Leonardo himself and his students. So they think that there's several works out there that have been attributed to students of his and not Leonardo's, but they actually are authentic Leonardo da Vinci paintings. So it's really exciting to know that there's someplace out there, there's still da Vinci's. Could you imagine, like, just, you know, having to find a painting someplace and buy it and not know that it was really a Leonardo da Vinci and it's worth, like, hundreds of millions of dollars? That would be, like, the best thing ever. So very exciting for a girl like me who loves art. And uh, anyway, it's like an early Christmas present for me because it just is. So I'm going to give you a random fact because I think this is quite interesting. Do you know that of all the art that is out there in the entire world, that 60% of the art came from Italians? No surprise because, you know, we are the most artistic and creative people in the world. But, uh, yeah, so that's that. Um, So Leonardo, kudos to them finding Leonardo. So excited about the exhibit, and it opened up to a huge, huge crowd, and they expect this to continue for the whole entire time that he is going to be on display. So, awesome. So, what else is going on? So, it's the end of the harvest in Italy, so, you know, we talk about lots of wine going on in this show. So, harvest time is pretty much officially over in Italy, as well as the stomping of the grapes. Um, So what does that mean? That means that uh, the wine is actually starting to be made. They have harvested the grapes now. They have pressed the grapes. They stomped the grapes. They had the, you know, festivals. A lot of the vineyards have festivals where you can go and stomp on the grapes. And 
And um, if they don't do that, they actually just go into a pressing where they get pressed and all the juice comes out. And then it gets ready for fermentation. So that is the process that the Italians are in right now in the winemaking. And my own wine, as you know, I have my own brand of wine, is going through the same process right now. So it's very exciting to know that, you know, the wine's about just about, you know, it's in that process of fermentation. And uh, it won't be long before it sits and uh, sits in a nice little oak barrel and waits for uh, bottling. That will be, you know... A little bit from now, but uh, very exciting to know that it's been a, a different kind of year. The weather was a little kind of uh, challenging for the vineyard growers this year because they did not have, um, they had a little bit of cold weather towards the end. They had a little bit too much rain, and then there wasn't enough rain, rain. so there was a lot going on that uh, was not expected. It's not always kind of adds a little bit of different dimension with the wines as to how it tastes because of the way that the grapes have grown and how much sunshine it's had and how much heat and whatnot. So anyway, so it's really interesting to know that that's going on, and I will keep you updated a little bit more about the wine process as it goes on. So that is all I have to say about wine this week, and I have a great pick for you this week as well. So... Allora, uh, me in Cantatos this week. What has me spellbound this week? Um, I am going to tell you that it's my stepdad's birthday today. He is 84 years old. So, Papa Smurf, happy birthday. And to my mom, it was her birthday on the 13th, so happy birthday to Mama. So, my style icon of the week, Tom Brady of the New England Patriots. He was looking really hot at the press conference after the Patriots beat the New York Jets' ass on Sunday Night Football. Yes, they did. So he looked hot. He had a three-piece suit on. He was great. He's just a beautiful boy. What can I say? Devastatingly handsome. Love me some Tom Brady. Awesome style icon of the week. Gotta love me some Tom Brady. So my wine pick of the week is... uh, Percalo Toscana from Fattoria San Giusto Rentenaro, and um, that is my wine peak. And we have a new thing this week in Encantatos. It's my buffoon of the week, and buffoon means clown in Italian. So basically the clown of the week goes to Rex Ryan, the coach of the New York Jets, because after losing the game the other night, one of the Guys in the crowd said, hey, Bill Belichick is a better coach than you, and he proceeded to swear at him and flip him off. So he is my he is my buffoon of the week. So Rick Ryan, buffoon of the week. We got my style icon, Tom Brady. We have a great wine pick. And, again, we have a very happy birthday. Bona fortuna, good luck. All that good stuff goes out to my stepdad, Anthony Fusco. Happy birthday. And I am very excited for you that uh, you had a really difficult year and you made it through. And you are going to celebrate many, many, many more. And I think that's pretty much all we have. And I have a programming note. Tomorrow I am actually going to be on... Another TogiNet show at 11 a.m., the Business Love Maker show. I think that believe it's at 11 a.m., so you need to check that out. And what else do we have going on? We have some great shows 
coming up, actually, in the next couple of weeks. I'm so excited to talk to you about those. And in the next segment, we will be talking We'll be talking with some great guests. Uh, we have uh, Sean Canan coming on. He is Deacon from The Young and the Restless and The Vote of the Beautiful. And we also have, um, I just got confirmation tonight, a really, really handsome child star. His name is Billy Husty, and you will know him from the show Fame. So that is this segment. We will be going to the break. We'll see you on the other side. You know, he just might. This is Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jurassic, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on DoggyNet.com. Homeschooling? Half questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on DoggyNet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. And from thence, I had great desire to see Italy and came to Venice and... From thence to Florence, where I played before the Duke and got great favors. If it's good enough for Sting, it's good enough for us. This is Live La Bella Vita on Toginet. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita, all with an Italian flair. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. 
It's Live La Bella Vita. And here again is your host, Dawn Catherine. And welcome back. This is Dawn Catherine. This is the Bella Vita Show. And I am so excited. We have a great guest tonight. And I am going to welcome her to the show right now. Her name is Dr. Tina Tessina. Welcome to the show, Tina. Thank you for coming on. Ciao, Dawn. How are you? I'm very well, sweetheart. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, so, first of all, you have, like, such a huge resume of experience in relationships and all of uh, counseling and whatnot. So, could you just give our viewers, uh, my, I say that all the time, it's so funny, my listeners, you tell our listeners about <laughs> your, uh, I always say that I'm, I'm projecting because I really do want to have my own show one day, so I guess I'm just prepping myself for when I do have listeners, <laughs> when I have viewers. Um, so can you tell my listeners about um, some of your experience in the um, counseling? Sure. Yeah, I'm sorry. a licensed marriage family therapist or licensed psychotherapist in Southern California. I'm the author of 13 books in 17 languages, including Italian. Hey. And and uh, I'm also known as Dr. Romance online, and I have a blog, and I publish the Happiness Tips newsletter. So you have been you do you have been doing a lot of writing. That's a lot of books to be writing. <laughs> <laughs> now your latest one, I believe, is Money, Sex, and Kids: Stop Fighting and the Three Things That Can Ruin Your Marriage. Right. Stop, right. Stop fighting about the three things that can ruin your marriage. That's right. Right. And So tell us about that. Well, um, I'm a marriage counselor. I help couples stop fighting all the time. The three biggest issues that couples fight about are money, sex, and kids. So um, that's what this book is about. It's, it's a how-to book about why you fight, Myths about fighting, um, why it's not really true that you have to fight in your relationship. You have to have discussions, but you don't have to fight. And um, also exercises and case histories of um, couples that are learning these things and how they do with them. Right. That's great. Now, obviously, I know that, you know, you talk about you know, being married, but I said it earlier in, our, in the opening, you know, honestly, these rules can apply to people that are living together or in a relationship. I mean, because whether you're married or not, you basically have the same problems, especially if you're cohabitating um, and you have children together. So, you know, the marriage thing is really kind of, you know, whether you have a paper or not, everybody has the same issues. I think you can agree with that, correct? Absolutely. You know, and there are, there are cultural issues. There are we all grow up in different families. Um, I like to say that everybody grows up on a different planet. You know, there's a famous book about Mars and Venus, but I think oh yeah, I think all individuals grow up on different planets. And and what maybe my family and my culture and my place I lived in thought was the right thing to do isn't the same as what your family and your culture and your place you lived in thought was the right thing to do. And sometimes we don't realize that we're we're taking that for the truth. This is the way to do it. 
And when we come up against somebody who does it differently, it's it's kind of a shock. And couples have to um, negotiate those differences and figure out how to get beyond them. I think that's so true, and I think that it's very funny. Not that it's it's funny, but I find it very interesting that so many couples, you know, they'll date for a certain amount of time, and I'm not talking about people who, you know, get together and fall in love and get married very quickly, but people who have actually been in relationships for a length of time Mm -hmm. and get married and realize that they have so many differences when it comes to certain things, like you said, whether it comes to religion or when they have children and how are they going to raise those children, or money issues, or even, like, where are they going to live? And I'm like, did you not think about this stuff before you got married? Like, to me and you, I'm sure it seems like those would be, like, one of the first things that you would discuss about if you were going to have a future, and it's it's really, do you think it's just because people get caught up in the idea of romance and being in love that they just are kind of blind to these things, that they really just don't think about it, or... Yeah, I think people tend to think with their feelings and their hormones, maybe, and their <laughs> hearts when they um, fall in love and they forget to think with their brains. They forget to think about um, what I like to call the business aspects of marriage, for instance. You know, a marriage is a business. It's supposed to take in money have expenses, and have something left over at the end, the same thing businesses are supposed to do. Right. But, um, you know, couples don't think it's okay to talk about the business things and the money. And instead of talking about it and working it out and being logical about it and using their business skills at home to talk about money, they wait until there's a problem and then they fight instead. And that's not always good. <laughs> so I know it's not always good. So I, I know that you you say that these three things, um, you know, kids, money, sex, uh, are the top ones that they fight about. Do you find that money seems to be like the root of all evil, though, <laughs> so to speak, when it comes to relationships? Well, I think a lot of couples have a lot of problems with money. You know, we one one. Part of the couple will be a saver, and the other part of the couple will be a spender. And um, that would be fake. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, one person wants to be like one of the couples in the book. He wanted to be. He was in. He was a financial planner, and he wanted to look very successful. So he wanted a nice car and good clothes and a fancy watch and all that stuff. And his wife felt that showing off your wealth was, was, you know, gauche and, and not very classy. And she wanted to be very low-key about it. So they had a big fight about that. So, you know, there are all these different styles about things. That is true. Now, let's get to the subject that everybody wants to talk about, and that's sex. <laughs> so <laughs> it's always the most important subject that comes up. I mean, you know, I have friends. I'm single. I'm not married. But, you know, I have many friends that are, and it's, like, always a source of contention between couples and uh, about, you know, the frequency that they have it, who, you know, 
one initiates it, the other one, you know, pushes them away, and then the feelings are get hurt. It's like mm-hmm. so juvenile. So, but it's such a problem. So, what kind of advice do you have for the people that are having that as an issue, and that they're kind of always fighting about that sex issue? Yeah. Well, you know, we have different ideas of what's comfortable. What, how much closeness is comfortable? How much sex is comfortable? How much? You know, we have different frequencies. Way back in the 1930s, Kinsey figured that out, that people have different frequencies of of how much sex they they need to be happy. Right. And very seldom do people get matched up exactly right. So we have to negotiate about it. And people don't want to negotiate by sex, about sex. They want it to be magic. You know, they want the violins to swell and the... And uh, <laughs> your eyes to lock and, the you know, the fireworks to go off. But that happens occasionally when you meet somebody new, but it doesn't happen forever. Right. You know, the the that part of the excitement, which is largely based on fear, actually, that kind of passion is largely based on fear. I don't know this person, and, and um, it, you get the fight or flight, thing going and then um you you know it feels like passion and excitement to you but what it actually is is fear and one of the things i warn my clients about is be careful of the person that you just get turned on to immediately without knowing anything about them because that may be your fight or flight system telling you this is a person you should be afraid of right and um so in a long-term relationship and I've been happily married very happily married for 30 years now um in a long-term relationship you have to figure out how to generate the connection between you um on the spot when when it's time and you have to figure out how to get together um, on the same wavelength at times. I talk about, you know, how do you get from paying the bills or disciplining the kids or picking up after the dog in the backyard to um, to wanting to make love with each other? That's not an easy transition. No, that can't be an easy transition at all. Well, we're about 30 minutes, 30 seconds, rather, um, from our break. And um, on the other side of the break, I want to talk to you a little bit more about kids. And, you know, I actually had asked a couple of people to send me in some questions to ask you. And um, I have a couple of questions um, that I'm going to see if you can give me some insight on. And uh, All right. And so one of the things that... um, on the other side of the break as well, is that uh, I want to ask you about the grass being greener on the other side. It's not something that I know if you even I, – I just have this question. One of the questions is about the grass being greener on the other side, people who are married who wish they weren't. So I have that one coming up. This is Don Catherine. This is the Bella Vita Show. We are going to be going to break. And when we come back, we will have a little bit more with Miss Tina Chasina. We'll see you on the other side.
is Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Girlfriend It is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have mm-hmm. somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Hey, moms, get ready for Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Living Dream Mom is about the true realities of motherhood, the beauty and the rewards of watching your children grow. All these moms have something in common. They put their kids first. It's not about the kids all the time and the diapers and the bottles and the breastfeeding. It's about showcasing the mother in motherhood, real moms in the real world. Do you get it? Now that's what the show is about. So every week, let's get together together and we'll share these great stories with you guys and i hope by the end of the show you'll be saying you know what that is my life nina gets it and i can't hardly wait to see what she brings me next week don't miss the next living the dream mom it's real moms in the real world thursday mornings at 10 9 a.m central living the dream mom with nina fry on toginet.com If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. And welcome back. This is Don Catherine. This is La Bella Vita Show. And I have Dr. Tina Tessina on with me tonight. She's the author of a bunch of books, one being Money, Sex, and Kids, Stop Fighting the Three Things That Can Ruin Your Marriage. And uh, we were talking in the last segment. Um, we kind of touched on sex and money and a little bit about kids. So before we kind of move on, can you kind of give me some, you know, background about the, the whole kid fighting? Because I can tell you that 99% of my friends who are married, they are always constantly fighting with, fighting with their spouses over the kids. So what are some tips that you could give some of our listeners about Stop fighting with your spouse about kids. Well, I often recommend to my clients who are fighting about kids to get a book or take a course in parenting so you're not fighting about, I want to do it the way my parents did it and you want to do it the way your parents did it. We all think that, or, you know, sometimes we think we don't want to do it the way our parents did it, but it's all based on what happened in our own childhood. 
And you can get much more adult reactions to things if you um, have a an independent system. You can read it out of a book. You can look um, on YouTube for videos. You can look online for classes. You can um, find classes in your neighborhood um, just to get you a system to work with that you can both work with that takes all that childhood stuff out of the um, mix. It makes much easier. It's also really good to talk about what's important to you as parents when there's nothing bad going on. To sit down and talk about what's more important. Is it more important that your kids be polite or that they be um, scholastically that they achieve uh, scholastically or that they feel um, free and and happy or that they be busy all the time. There's nothing right or wrong about those um, differences, but they are different, and you have to figure them out. Absolutely. I think it's true, and I think, you know, especially when you have um, blended, like you had mentioned earlier, blended families, whether it, whether it's religion or just ethnical background, you know, I'm Italian, you know, grew up Italian. We have a, mm-hmm. definitely have a different way of growing up than some other people. So for me, I feel more comfortable with a, with a partner or a, you know, when I'm dating somebody who is, the same background as me, just because we tend to all be brought up in a very similar fashion. And when I, you know, it just makes, seems like it just makes life a little bit simpler. And when I have dated men that have had different backgrounds or different upbringings, it is very hard to adjust to that. And so when you throw kids in the mix, I can't even imagine, it's just, I can't even imagine you know, I, I know that I want to raise my children one way, so I get a bit. I guess I need to make sure that I find a spouse that wants it to be my way and not his way. Because <laughs> if not, I'm going to well, be coming to therapy. <laughs> what's important is to talk about it beforehand. On my website at tinatasina.com, I, I have a free article. There's a tab called Happiness Tips. There's many free articles there, and there's one called Stupid Cupid. And it's about the things that you need to talk about with a date before you get serious or at the point that you want to get serious about your relationship. You need to make sure you can talk about money, sex, and kids and um, your different levels of neatness and tidiness and cleanliness and and all those things. and there's a whole list of questions in that article and how to discuss them so you can find out before before it's too late that, exactly. you know, whether you can make an agreement about things or not. That is very true. And it's, you know, and I think that I think that what happens is, and I think you mentioned this earlier, is that we all kind of, me being single, so I'm dating. So, you know, people who are married seem to forget this, you know, because they've been there, done that. It was so long ago that they were mm-hmm. in the courtship phase of their relationship. But, you know, when you're dating, you, you, you are, you have the stars in your eyes and you're kind of just, you kind of sometimes don't think about those things, but you really do have to make sure that you have commonalities and that you're going to be able to, uh, you know, 
at least have certain things. I think when it comes to, like you say, when it comes to money and to sex and to how am I going to raise my children and what kind of lifestyle we want to have and are we going to be people that travel? I mean, there's so many things that you should agree on, and it, it always it always makes me laugh. Like I said, when I, I see those people, and I mean. I say this because I've never been married, so I've never had to, like, go that extra step. But, I mean, I do know that the people I've dated are pretty much on the same page as me and that the ones that I haven't obviously has not worked out, but at least I kind of knew that. But I know that it's easy just to have your stars, you know, the stars in your eyes and just think, oh, well, it's not going to matter. He's going to change or she's going to change and, you know, <laughs> it will be all good. But we all know that that's not ever going to happen because nobody changes ever. <laughs> well, it's very people rare. People do change. Don, I have to disagree with you. People <laughs> do change, but they don't change because you want them to and they don't change in the way that you want them to, right? So, um you can't count on you're going to change him or her after you get together. You have to talk about it in the beginning and Relationship, successful relationships aren't about changing each other. They're about working with each other. They're about partnerships. Right. You have to have some give and take. You have to have some give and take, and you have to learn how to meet in the middle. It doesn't go anywhere to talk about um, who's right and who's wrong. Right. You just don't get anywhere. You can um, argue about that till you're both blue in the face and nothing's going to happen. But what you can do is talk about what's going to work, what right. will work for me, what will work for you, what doesn't work for me, what doesn't work for you. How, what, how are we going to fix this? How are we going to make it work? That's the essential question for all these topics. That's true. There isn't one right way to do almost anything in marriage. There's a lot of right ways to do it. Right. And what do you say when you have to, like, when you have a couple that seems to want to work, you know, that are having issues, and it's it seems like there's always one that always kind of gives in a little bit more to appease the other person, but then they end up resentful. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. How do you do? You have any tips or have any um, ideas on to how to make sure that everybody's truly happy? They might say that they're happy, but then they end up resenting it, and then it just creates even more of a huge fight over that particular topic. Um, yes, I call resentment the great destroyer. I think resentment is the only thing that can really destroy love. You don't. Stop loving each other because you get angry at each other. You don't stop loving at each other because you hurt each other's feelings. But if you allow that resentment to sit and fester over a long period of time, it will ruin your love. Right. And um, so what I recommend that people do is watch for that. Watch for if you're feeling resentful. And if you're storing up arguments inside yourself about why your partner is wrong, um, and don't let that go on. When you see that happening, then your job is to figure out what, what, why you're resenting and, and what's, what's, what are you upset about. And then 
That's step one, is to figure out what you're upset about. Step two is to figure out what would it take to fix that for you. So, because you have, it's your responsibility when you're upset about something to tell your partner what it would take to fix it. Your partner can't figure that out. Your partner would have to read your mind to figure that out, and that doesn't work very well. So it's your job to tell your partner what it would take to fix it, to explain what you're upset about, and then say what it would take to fix it. And then the third step is to go talk to your partner about it and say, you know what, I realize that I haven't been fair to you because I've been... um, withholding this thing I'm angry about and I need to clear it up before it gets any worse. Okay. And if you take the time to understand it, then you don't have to scream it at him. Right. You can just talk in normal tones of voice because you're not scared and upset anymore. You understand what the problem is. You know that it's fixable. You can do something about it. Right. Absolutely. Well, we have about a minute and a half before we go to break. So um, I do know that, there, you know, I, I mentioned previously, I do have some uh, emails from from listeners that have some questions. And I want to talk a little bit about um, infidelity because, you know, talking about resentment, um, one of my people that wrote, wrote to me wants to know about infidelity and the resentment that she feels towards her husband. Mm-hmm. And and it's been building for years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, we're going to talk about, I, I want to talk and get some advice for her um, to see if there's something that she can do to move on. I, you know, I said to her, you either need to forgive him or and move on, or you need to not forgive him and get out. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Those are my words of wisdom, and I don't know if you agree with that. So, Well, that's we, not bad wisdom, but sometimes thinking, you need a little how-tos along with it. Exactly, exactly. So mm-hmm. when we come back, we're going to talk about that in a little bit more. And um, so before we get, we have about 30 seconds before we go to break. Um, besides your website, which you said earlier, which is www.tina.com, Right. Right. And um and you're on Twitter. Can you give us your Twitter handle? Tina Tasina. Okay, that's awesome. And Facebook and, uh, I'm Facebook I'm both Tina Tasina and Doctor Romance. My um Doctor Romance page is on Facebook and I also have a personal page, Tina Tasina. So okay, and all good. there's links to all of that at Tina dot com. Right on the home page you can just click on the links and get to any of those places. Okay, we'll be back on from break. We'll see you on the other side. Bésame, bésame mucho. You know, he just might. This is Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Bésame, bésame mucho. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. 
He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness, how emotions are directly related to physical illness, and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. And welcome back. This is Don Catherine. This is the La Bella Vita show. Welcome back. We have Miss Tina Tessina on, and she's been talking to us about relationships, and uh, we're going to get right to the questions because this is last segment, and we're going to be out of time, and I want to make sure I get these questions answered that have been written into me. First of all, um, I have a friend who um, wrote in to me and wanted to ask about um, the infidelity issue. She has um, dealt with this for about eight years. And she's very resentful to her husband because of the affair. And uh, she kind of has continuously punished him through these years and has not let that go. So, you know, she's at a place where she doesn't know if she wants to stay in a marriage or not. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what, what advice would you give to her? I mean, as far as do you think that, you know, she's stayed in it for eight years now since that happened? Mm-hmm. What, what what should she do at this point? Well, it depends on what's going on right now. Um, if she's, you know, if he hasn't been unfaithful for a while, mm-hmm. then, you know, you, what you need to do is find a way to forgive and heal and let it go. The, the issue with um, infidelity is that the trust in the marriage gets broken. Mm-hmm. And then the person who got cheated on doesn't know how to trust again. 
So I have a list of top five reasons to stay and top five reasons to go. The top five reasons to stay are your spouse truly recognizes he or she has a problem and is willing to get help to fix it and be accountable for rebuilding trust. Number two, you two are going to counseling and understand why the affair happened and how to fix the problems. Three, you're getting your own sex life back on track if it was off track. Four, you have a long shared history, joint finances, and family ties and and or children that make it worth keeping the marriage together. And five, you still love each other and it's clearly mutual. Those are the reasons to stay and to work through it. The top five reasons to go are your spouse is in denial, makes excuses, and blames you. This means he or she is invested in the cheating behavior and not ready to change. Two, you have had it, no longer feel connected, and are not willing to work on it. Be sure this isn't just temporary anger. Three, you are prepared to be on your own, because that's a big change. You may not be valuing some of the things that are valuable in this relationship because you're angry. Four, you either have no children, they're grown, or you're certain a divorce will be better for them than what's going on. People forget to be, consider the children, and it's so devastating for children when a divorce happens. And five, your spouse refuses to give up the other relationship or infidelity in general. Those are the top reasons to leave. So there you have it. It's pretty cut and dried, actually. Yeah. You have to you have to have some to sit down and talk turkey with your partner. It's much better to do this with a therapist because a therapist can keep the whole thing from getting too emotional. Right. There's an article on my website about how to um, find and use therapy wisely that will take you step by step through how to find a good therapist and then what to do with the therapist to make sure you get the right thing out of the process. And um, it's, you know, marriages do get over this. I see it all the time in my practice. Marriages can get over it, but you have to work, do the work to get over it. If you let it just keep festering like this, eventually it's going to destroy whatever you've got. Right. And I do think, you, you know, you have a point when you talk about the children because I know, you know, I'm a child of divorce, and, you know, I think the best thing that my mom did was, and my dad cheated on my mom and she left him. So mm-hmm. I was like, good for you. You know, like now as an adult, I'm like, well, good for you for kicking him to the curb and not taking mm-hmm. it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think that was the best thing that could happen to us because, you know, if he, they stayed together, I'm sure it would not have been a very healthy relationship. It probably would have continued. And, you know, my mother remarried and has been with the same man for the last 37 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, a, you know, not always a perfect marriage. I know because no marriage is perfect. But, you know, I had a great upbringing with my stepdad. It's his birthday today. And, uh, you know, it's so I, I have. Yes, been it able can to be a good decision to go. But, it, yeah. but you have to really think about it and make sure yeah. you know what you're doing. And, you know, if you're fighting all the time, that's not good for your kids either. But it is hard on the kids, the bouncing back and forth between one parent and another and all that stuff. So you've got to really think about it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit different now, custody, the way custody is handled now. You know, mm-hmm. they 
with the kids, like, you know, being with one of the parents one night during the week, which I think throws everything up. And I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's great that they spend a little bit more time with whatever parent is not the primary um, caretaker, but it, it does kind of upheaval their whole mm-hmm. existence. You know, being it does. Back. It can be really tough on kids to have to do that, and they yeah. then they feel like sometimes parents, you know fight through the kids, and that's really a terrible thing to do, you know, oh, yeah. to, to make your kids feel bad about their other parent and all that sort of thing. So you really have to get your act together in some way. You're going to be connected with your ex forever because you had kids. So Absolutely. you're going to have to work it out some way or another. And Absolutely. it's better to do that before you, you know, destroyed everybody in the process. Yeah. That's the one thing I can see about my mom is that she never said a bad word about my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, even he did well, then your mom handled that... it like a grown-up, which is a really good thing. But I see a lot of people not handling it like a grown-up and not considering, you know, who they're hurting in the process. So That's I think so it's true. really important to think about that. I think you're right. I definitely think you're right. So my other question for you um, that I got was from a girl, um, and she um, has been married for a little over 12 years, I believe, mm-hmm. and she lost her job a couple of years ago. Um, her new her husband actually got a new job, and they had to move away from where they were living, mm-hmm. and uh, that kind of took her about an hour away from all her friends and her circle of, you know, support. Mm-hmm. Six months uh, after that time, they lost their house in foreclosure, um, and then he lost his job, and, you know, mm-hmm. basically things are just in disarray. His family yeah, is Yeah, that's just, a tough history. Yeah. His, you know, his family, he's a very, you know, the husband is very brilliant and talented. Um, his family is very, very disappointed that he hasn't gotten to the place where they think he should be, and which mm-hmm. we all know probably should be. And uh, they are both battling depression. And, you know, she is the type of person that she tries to please everybody, and she is doing everything in her power to, you know, try to make things right. And mm-hmm. he does not want to... He wants out of the marriage, and she's, like, constantly begging him to stay. And mm-hmm. uh, he actually left her three weeks ago, and he's out of the house now, so she is just a wreck. So what would your advice to her be? Because a lot of stuff, but, I mean, in a roundabout way, what is the best advice that you could give to her? I situation? would say let go of him. He doesn't want to be there. You can't force somebody to love you. Let go of him. Focus on getting your own life together. If that means you have to move back to where your friends and family are, find a way to do that. Get help from the people who care about you. Get support and advice from the people who care about you. Um, if you're going to get a divorce, make sure you have a good lawyer because you you got to be careful, especially if somebody is angry at you. You can be... You know, they can really um, damage you financially in court and your kids if you have kids. So you want to take really good care of yourself that way. And focus on building your life. If he's made a mistake, he will realize it sooner or later and and want to come back. I see this all the time, very, very frequently, 
in my counseling practice. And then you're going to have to decide if you want this guy back who treated you so badly. So you need to get yourself together and figure out what's important for you and what you want out of life. Stop making your life be about everybody else and figure out what you want to do with your life. And then by the time he figures out that he lost a really good thing and wants to come back, you'll know you may not want him anymore. You may be in a much better place without him. Well, that's what I try to tell her. I mean, I, I mean basically that's, <laughs> see, I, I guess maybe I should have been a therapist in another life because maybe that's kind of what I told her. <laughs> well, that's kind of what I told her. I told her because she really, you know, she's at this point where he's gone and she just, be- you know, begs to for her, him to give her the attention that she wants. And I just think that she needs to let it go and give him the space that he needs and he needs time to realize that, he he's going to miss being with her and their child. And, okay. you know. My so. husband and I have a joke which goes, how can I miss you if you don't go away? But, See, that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. But the truth is that you do need a little space from each other. And right. especially if things are not going well. Absence does make the heart grow fonder, but it has to be real absence where you're not there bugging him by telephone and Facebook or whatever every day, and he, he really gets to feel what it's like to have life without all you provide for him, and that may change his perspective, but he needs to do that before his perspective's going to change, and you can't rush him through that. You have to focus on you. That's what you need to do. It's the big mistake you probably made in the marriage is not focusing enough on you in the first place. You can get, I mean, it's it's nice to care about other people, but you can get way out of balance with that. Right. Okay, well, we're going to wrap it up for now. We're out of time. I would love to have you back on. Thank you so much. We'll see you all next week. Arrivederci. This is the La Bella Vita Show. This is Don Catherine. We'll see you next week. My pleasure, Don. Take care. Thank you. Time to say goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Live La 